that. <laughs> yes, you can. I mean, after five years of practice. I know. It's been five years, hasn't it? Has it really? So today is our five-year anniversary. Wow. And we still don't have it we right, don't. do we? <laughs> five more years, huh? Yep, let's go ahead and start the timer. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Here we go. You know, um, it is exciting to think that it's been that long. And what would you think if we just did a little flashback on some of the things that have happened during five years? Would well. you like to see what she used to be like <laughs> before she became social? Yeah, this was before. All right, let's take a look. Five years. Welcome, everybody. So we're going to talk science, huh? How many times have we done this? It's at least the third, isn't it? Very happy tonight to introduce to you the lovely Dr. Peget Monet. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to send the first student in. Watch. No. <laughs> Here it is. Mm -hmm. It's swing much lower. So if I wanted to keep pushing it, I'd have to push, wait, push, delete that part too. We have a lot of deletes tonight if you keep this up. Okay. Very carefully. Oh, that's Ooh. so cool. It is my intention, it's, it's even my agenda, that I would like to stimulate the people that participate in these sessions to be their best, to do great things, to excel or exceed what they ever would have done had they not been here. Ambitious? Oh, I hope so. We want to thank all of you for joining us. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> Five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what do you say to that? It's it's been a ride. Did you see when you came in? Oh yeah. We we didn't have the page table here. We didn't have the page either. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Hmm. I've changed a lot. So have I. <laughs> have you noticed that over the five years my hair's gone gray? <laughs> It's more like platinum, isn't it? It's nice and easy. <laughs> it is nice. Yeah. Well, anyway, I want to thank you. You well, really you. made a difference. And you know, uh, when you think how many people have joined us, yes. uh, if you go back in history as we were launching the Cellus Academy, 
Um, we were already in a lot of schools. Mm -hmm. Our Acellus uh, was, was helping teachers teach students. And then we thought it might be really nice if we made a program for homeschoolers so that they could get uh, a course where they're assisted and, and instructed mm -hmm. by teachers. So we, we went for it. It's been a pretty ambitious project. And the, the thing we did was everything we could think of to make it affordable. Because we know people are on very tight budgets. And uh, not everybody is really affluent enough to be able to pay for a, an accredited high school or educational program. And so um, when I found out that a lot of families were unable to do it because it was just too expensive, it was kind of a heartbreak. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we decided maybe this would be the opportunity to do the, the scholarship. Mm -hmm. And so we did. We came up with a little scholarship. And I realized there probably wouldn't be that many people that would use it. We didn't have that many students in the Souls Academy. And so uh, I thought, well, I wonder what amount of scholarship would be the right amount. And uh, I said, would if, if we could cover half of the tuition with scholarship, would that work for families? And the guys that have been studying this as well, for some it would, but for the majority it's still pretty tight, especially if they have more than one student in the family. Okay. And so I said, so what, what would it take? And they said it'd take 75% scholarship. And I got that look that I'm so famous for. <laughs> Bewilderment, dumbfoundedness. And so we said, okay, let's give it a try. Let's do it. And so we launched the mentoring program. And it was kind of a little bit of a sacrifice for us because it was a fair amount of money. And, and we always trying to do more than we have budget for. So uh, I noticed that some of the students that were enrolling in the program were not really signing in to do their work very often. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, if they knew how hard it is to pay for this, I'll bet they would be here every day. Yeah. <laughs> so then we got the idea of, why don't we talk to them? And thus came, first it was talk science. Yeah, we're going to talk science with them. You need to study or else. <laughs> and then it became Science Live. And the, the whole goal of these weekly <laughs> discussions was to help students understand how important it is that you grasp this opportunity. If we're going to really work hard to make it available to you, then you need to grab a hold of it with mm -hmm. both hands and do it. And, you know, students are very very clever, they're very smart. And you can, you can play games, you can do a lot of things, but I decided if we're gonna get them on board, we need to just tell them the truth. And the truth is what you do during these years of your schooling, what you learn, the knowledge that you gain is gonna be the power that allows you to do things in your life. This is actually a lot more important than you could ever imagine. And so the message was, study, 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 study hard. Studying is hard. 
And I think one of the biggest challenges we have is motivating students. So we came on and we started trying to tell them why they needed to apply themselves. Now, um, to show you how committed we are to making a cellist perfect, we have two of the greatest teachers in America here tonight <laughs> filming yet more we do. for our students. And I, I love to uh, let you see these guys <laughs> out of character. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to bring them up. Would that be all right? Yeah, students yeah, will love like it. it. So we have, to, we have to start with Patrick Mara. Pat Mara was the guy that was chosen unanimously by this big committee we put together. We had university professors and everybody look at videos. We had like hundreds of them of calculus teachers all over the country. And they unanimously picked this guy from Colorado to be our calculus teacher. And we were just kind of getting started we were still trying to learn how to pronounce a cell, a cell us, a cell us. And so he flew out here, and we were having this little kickoff meeting, and he looked at me and he says, now, now explain to me again what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going to have you stand in front of this camera and teach millions of kids calculus. Oh. <laughs> and he's been back over and over and over and over again and made the course better and better and better. And eventually, he finished teaching at the college and the high school where, where he taught for many years. And he's been helping kids full time ever since. And I am just so grateful to Patrick Mayer. So I want to bring him up here. Come on up. Yeah, thank you. You're not wearing a mic, so you have to come right oh, okay. up here. Well, I'm really happy to be here, but I'm a math teacher, so I'd like to share a little math. Is that okay with yes. you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. So why don't you guys bring that, that board over here so we can see it? Absolutely. Let's have some audience participation. First uh, I have I have five famous constants in mind. Five famous constants. Who can tell me one of my constants? Pi. Pi. Okay, great. Well done. Somehow I thought that was the first one. Pi. The other one. Speed of light. Speed of light is a constant. It's not what I have in mind. We usually call that one C, but I'm not going to incorporate that one. Another constant in mathematics. Think easy mathematics. <laughs> There's one called the additive identity, because when you add with it, you get something identical to what you started with. What is it? Zero. Zero, Zero is the additive identity. Then we have a multiplicative identity. What would that be? One. one. When you multiply by one, you get the same thing you started with, right? There's two more that I have in mind. I was hoping one of my calculus students would think of that one. Go ahead. You got it. <laughs> e. E is one of these irrational numbers like pi. 2.71828. It has the decimal expansion that never quits. And then there's one more that you'll never think of because it's not even a real number. 
And that is I. Okay. Well, that's interesting that we have these famous five constants. I want to tell you about uh, a mathematician who was born in the early 1700s, lived almost the entire length of the 1700s, died an old man, and did mathematics his whole life. His name was Leonard Euler. And if you study calculus very long, it doesn't take you long to hear the name Euler. Leonard Euler. He was kind of like the Roger Billings of the 18th century. <laughs> <laughs> he was a genius, and he did lots of stuff. <laughs> he did mathematics. He did physics. He did astronomy. He did what they called back there uh, geometry. Uh, it was different than our geometry, but he did geometry. He did logic. And he was a devout Christian, as, of all things. And his whole life, he did all these things. And actually, uh, Tobias, towards the end of his life, he went blind when he was around 60 years old. But he continued doing mathematics, even as, as being blind. Anyway, Euler looked at these five numbers. And he said, I'll bet you they're all related to each other. And he actually proved what is known as Euler's equation. And Euler's equation says that e to the i times pi minus 1 is equal to 0. The most famous five constants in mathematics all incorporated in one equation. Fantastic thing. Fantastic thing. He has Euler's equation, Euler's formula. Uh, when he was a young man, like 17 years old, he had solved a problem that um, came from Basel, Switzerland. I forgot to mention Leonard Euler was a Swiss mathematician. And so he solved this problem. It's called the Basel problem, just in honor of Euler, because they, they ran out of things to call it with Euler's name, so they put his <laughs> hometown name. Anyway, I want to leave you with my favorite formula. Okay, Here's my favorite formula. And again, this is for all you calculus yep. people. They need you on the mic, then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite formula, and it's also my dentist's favorite formula. I printed it up and framed it and gave it to him, and he has it hanging in his office. <laughs> because if you read it right, here's what it says. Add some fluoride <laughs> to the teeth to defy decay. <laughs> I am absolutely confident that no one has stopped more people calculus than Patrick Mara. And it's so good to have you back again. Every year he comes and he films things to reinforce the course, to modernize it, but more importantly, 
the system analyzes where people struggle and he fixes it. And we appreciate so much your many, many contributions to sell us. Now, then there's the guy from Ohio. <laughs> um, he has quite a history. <laughs> Meaning, he, he's taught a lot of history, hasn't he? I wonder if we could pull up the little clip of uh, Boston. I just, I like this little thing. You know, it, it would be nice if he would stay in Ohio and mind his business. <laughs> but he thought that U.S. history could be made a lot more interesting if we went and saw some of the historical sites. And so he and a guy named Tobias <laughs> traveled to Boston and the Boston School District there helped us get permission to visit some of the right places. And they went back where a lot of the history of the founding of the United States of America came from. And I'm going to turn the mic over to him, or at least if I can keep up with him, uh, after we see this little clip. But I'd just like to, to announce that this week, uh, Todd has been filming I'm going to let you say. I know. I'm going to let you say. All right, let's look at this clip, and then we'll hear from Todd Edmund. So we're here in Boston, and we're actually following the Freedom Trail today, which is right in front of me. The famous story that goes with this building actually involves the Boston Tea Party. In this room, legend has it, George Washington interrogated two British soldiers. Really, we're standing in the room where it all began. The one if by land, two if by sea part actually refers to Old North Church here in Boston. Now that's pretty amazing. They come onto these ships, three ships total, Robert Newman and John Pulling basically held lanterns here, signaling to the men that they had to get ready. Both sides knew the importance of this property. This is the high ground. This is a musket that was found at Bunker Hill at the site. There are places where you can kind of feel things, and this is one of those places. You're going to have 5,000 people meet for a meeting. We're standing in front of John Adams' birthplace. Over 90,000 pounds of tea are dumped in the harbor. He then reads the Declaration of Independence to the crowd below. And so the guys that were working here, I wondered to myself, do they know that? Did they ever realize how big this was actually going to become? So here we are on the deck of the Eleanor, and we're ready to destroy some tea. Some people have called Boston the birthplace of the American Revolution. From Bunker Hill, to Dorchester Heights, to Paul Revere's home, and to the Old North Church. Boston is full of American history adventure. So join me as we go through Boston to these American historical sites and really start capturing the emotion behind the American Revolution. Let's go. Okay, so here to announce a brand new history course. Let's hear it from Todd Edmund. Well, first of all, um, let me point out that this is why I teach history. <laughs> um, 
as Pat was up here asking for those five things, <laughs> I teach history. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so this week uh, we've been filming AP World History, uh, which uh, we're really excited about. Uh, I get excited about AP courses, um, mainly because AP courses allow us to go deeper into topics. Uh, and it's what I call going beneath the surface. So uh, if you're interested in history and it's something that you like, um, then the surface is where it begins. And for me, it began when I was eight years old. Uh, I went to a place near where I live in Ohio, but it's in Michigan, uh, the Henry Ford Museum and Greenfield Village. And uh, when people ask me, why did you become a history teacher? What, what hooked you? What got you on that? Um, well, what, honestly, uh, it sounds pretty morbid, but it's true. Uh, at the Henry Ford Museum, he has the chair that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated in. And so when I'm eight years old, and, I'm, and, and this museum literally turned me into to what I am today, um, <laughs> in the sense that there's so much there uh, between the village and the museum that you, can, you can't take it all in in one trip. Uh, so the eight-year-old me was standing in front of the Lincoln assassination chair. And what I realized at that moment, I don't remember a whole lot from when I was eight, other than when I was eight years old, Rocky Balboa became part of my life. <laughs> uh, and, and that's not a lie either. Uh, and <coughs> two monumental moments. Uh, and when I'm standing in front of the Lincoln assassination chair, it hit me that these things really occurred. Uh, part of Abraham Lincoln's blood is on the chair. And so the, the eight-year-old me was fascinated with the point, the, the part that, that these things really happen. This isn't just a story that you were told. Um, truth be told, the rest of my family, as the, as the story goes, the rest of my family kept walking, and Todd did not. Uh, <laughs> Todd was frozen to the chair. Um, so my oldest brother actually came back and got me, uh, and I don't remember this part, but according to my family, I went back to the chair two more times during that trip. Um, so just because it was real, it, it, something was, was tangible in my mind at eight years old that all of those stories that I had heard about Abraham Lincoln or looking at the $5 bill or looking at the penny, suddenly it became real that he was a person. And so that gripped me then and it hasn't let go. So. Um, so I'm really excited about the AP World course uh, and, and just the opportunity to talk history with you. That's, that's what I do when I teach. Um, so if you've ever wondered, if you've watched one of my courses, uh, is he really like that? Yeah, I, I, I am who I am. Uh, and so the, the nerd of me loving history started when I was eight. So if there's something that you've got in your lifetime and, and something right now that's, that's gripping you that you might want to pursue, uh, my, my encouragement to you is to stick with it uh, because something, th something like a museum uh, at eight years old can, can change your life. So, uh, and Henry Ford, the Henry Ford Museum is something that is still a part of my life. And yes, I've taken my children there as well. Uh, so, uh, so thank you so much, Dr. Billings, for, for helping me become part of, of showing history to so many students. Uh, and it's more than I could have ever imagined. So thank you. Wow, they say that he brings history alive, and, and he really does. And I'm gonna be excited to take this course. Um, <clears throat> and I wanna thank both of you for 
many years of, of helping us with this dream of, of lifting education. Uh, I will just announce on the side that today uh, a new project uh, was launched to create a special program to help teachers, and I'm pretty excited about that. We'll hear more as time goes on, I'm sure. Okay, you have one star chamber worth oh, to tell us everything you know. <laughs> Science Live is amazing. Macellus mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. You're making a huge difference in kids' lives. Mm -hmm. as the comments keep coming in about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited about what we're doing, and I really believe in it. Mm -hmm. That's what I know. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. Mm -hmm. That's still all I know. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're going to have to do. Yeah? We're going to need a close-up on this, this gizmo. That's pretty good, but I don't know if that's close enough or not. Can, can we see that? If I turn this upside down and you look right here in the middle, can you see that? No, oh, that's kind of the wrong angle. There we go. Can you see that fire in there? Yeah. 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 You can tell us about it? Somebody told me this doesn't work. Are they part of they? <laughs> yeah, they you know, told you me do I something wrong every once in a while. <laughs> because it doesn't work. I think if you turn it off, you're absolutely correct. It does not work. But if you turn it back on, then it does and work. And we announced to the whole world. No, I'm, I did not say who it was. No, I didn't do that. No. But it's really quite interesting because these are little glass beads in here, plastic glass beads. And they're falling through an hourglass, like so many other hourglasses. Usually they use sand. But in this case, we have an electric source providing energy. And it's a little hard to see here on top. I wish you could see the very tip. Like top. a lightning storm. Yeah, and it's just, <laughs> it, it's kind of amazing. So it's not just an hourglass with sands falling through, but all of a sudden it's lightning. It's exciting. It's in focus. Ah, there it is. I knew it would come. One more time. This is exactly an object lesson of what we're doing with the cellus, what we're trying to do and what we're succeeding in doing. Education, learning, is hard work. But guys like Todd Edmund make it exciting. They turn it into fireworks. They really, really make it happen. Now, there's some people that tell me it won't work. We'll have to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a one-on-one -on -one social class with them. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. I brought this in here, and I set it up here and got all ready, and she looked at me, and she said, it doesn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> what did you do to it? And I thought, you know, that really is the history of my career, people say, hydrogen car won't work, <laughs> won't work. Maybe but fortunately, I thought at the beginning of this, was it going to work? 
She's trying to deflect the subject onto something else. Can you tell that? Well, I am really grateful to every single member of the Asalas team. We have a group of people that work so hard because they really, really believe in what we're doing. And um, just for fun, I, uh, I had them run the numbers on how many uh, dollars have been spent on scholarships. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> I have to tell you kind of an interesting story. I, I had this guy come up to me that I'd met some time ago and, you know, I guess I wasn't that big of a deal to him, but he came and saw me recently, and wow, I was like, you know, hot bread and honey. He was just <laughs> really treated me like I was Mr. Royalty and kind of enjoying it. <laughs> and then he says, uh, so I guess you're a billionaire now. And I... I looked to see if he was going to laugh, if it was a joke, or you know what's going on, and uh, and I just passed over. And then I had another guy come up to me. He says, "So you finally achieved billionaire status?" <laughs> just thinking, you know, is there something that Peugeot didn't tell me? <laughs> yeah. I checked my balance. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't pan out. And uh, then I looked at, on the internet. I Googled myself. And they have a thing pops up there, net worth. So I clicked on Roger Billings, net worth. $1.1 billion. <laughs> Made your day. <laughs> the lottery finally paid off. <laughs> well. I, I, all of you that respect me because I'm a billionaire, <laughs> you may continue to do so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting that my goal isn't to accumulate a billion in, in money. My goal is to accumulate a billion dollars worth of impact for good on this planet that I love. And I am so thrilled that this wonderful team and these wonderful teachers have worked so hard to bring that to pass. Uh, we see two more ladies that have been accepted into college with very good scholarships. Um, we have a, a room up in the support center where we put a little banner for every university that accept, accepts an Acellus Academy graduate. And we've run out of wall. Mm -hmm. And we have wonderful universities, and we have wonderful scholarships, and we're very proud of you. So much of what's going to happen in your life is going to depend on what you learn right now. It, it would be wonderful if we could spend our whole lives just in school studying, but it doesn't work out that way, at least not for most, most of us. And so during these years where you get to dedicate and devote your time to learning is when you're going to lay the foundation of the abilities that are going to help you be great. And remember, um, I think a lot about the future. I really, really want to make the future better. And why 
because that's where I'm planning to live the rest of my life. <laughs> and so are you. And we can do it, we can make a difference. And I wanna, I wanna thank all of you and I wanna thank you wonderful teachers. I was shocked when I found out how much we have in, invested in the scholarship program. Um, kind of shocked me. And then I realized why my checking account does not live up to Google. <laughs> but it's really, you know, uh, your rewards are what you choose them to be. There was a time, very young in my life, when I felt like I wanted to achieve some monetary goals. And maybe it started at the university. When I was a freshman at the university, I got a job at the Cougarite. It was the place where they make hot dogs and hamburgers and scoop ice cream. They gave me a job washing dishes. <laughs> we, we had a machine, so it wasn't as bad as it sounds, but you know, <laughs> that was my job. And my boss came in one day and he said, Roger, do you want to be a millionaire? And I thought, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you how. How? Just work here one million hours. <laughs> they paid me a dollar an hour to wash dishes. And all I had to do was work there a million dollars. And so I set a goal. And I thought it was pretty important. I want to be a millionaire. And I set that as a goal. I gave myself until I was 25. When I'm 25 years old, I'm going to be a millionaire. Don't know how I'm going to do it. And it was pretty important. Well. At about 23, thanks largely to a wonderful education and especially my time uh, mentoring under Bill Lear, I achieved my goal. And so I changed it at 23. By the time I'm 25, I want to be a five millionaire. But by the time I was 25, I realized that at least for me, having money in the bank didn't bring me the sense of purpose and happiness that I thought it would. And that's when I started to realize that Bill Lear gave me something very precious. He, yes, he gave me the ability to develop things and to build companies and so forth, but he also gave me a vision of what was really important to him. He could have spent that time making more money, but instead he invested it in building me and my ability and my vision. And that's what I'd like to do with you. I not only want to help you get absolutely the best education you could ever get, which will empower you no matter which direction you go in life, but I'd like also to help you realize the real values that count, because that's a lot of what my mentor did for me. And I think that when you learn that the future is in our hands, we can mold and make it whatever we choose to. Then it gets you focused on the things that really matter. So I'd say study hard, but look around because all around you are precious people. Take care of them. They'll be your friends. I want to thank you for five wonderful years. Uh, I think this thing probably would have gone off the rails, crashed and burned if it wasn't for you. Thank you for keeping me social. <laughs> Thank you. For and for those of you that aren't social yet, you need to take our class.
right? That's right. We're getting wonderful reviews back on her class. Mm -hmm. We're also getting some wonderful suggestions on how she can improve it. And she's taking them very serious, going to get better and better, right? Of course. So you have 30 seconds. I'm going to use that in my class. She, what this not to this say. is the final word. <laughs> so we'll finish the session today hearing from I think Dr. Peget. Money. <laughs> <laughs> I think on behalf of the students and myself, I want to say thank you for doing this. It's helped a lot of people. It wasn't that hard. Just pull it down. <laughs> All right, see you next time. Thank you. Thank you, guys.